Welcome to A Word for the Wilderness. We pray that this episode will bring to you a word of encouragement as you walk through the wilderness of life. May your spirits be lifted and your souls fed as God's Word is proclaimed today. Now, here's your hosts, Joe Motes and Jonathan Bosby. And greetings today to all of our listening friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of A Word for the Wilderness. Today is Saturday. I trust you've had a great week ahead, but I'm looking forward to this weekend, especially here at our church. We've got a busy day lined up tomorrow. Uh, our Sunday school class, the College and Career Sunday School class, is going to have a big day. We're calling it Friend Day. And last week, we broke our summer attendance record, and we're looking to do it again this week. And and also, our church is celebrating 16 years at our current location, our current property. 16 years ago, God miraculously, and I mean miraculously, gave us a this beautiful uh, property, 17 acres, about 17 acres of property, uh, beautiful 600-seat auditorium, a gymnasium, classrooms, a, a, a youth building, offices. I mean, it's got the works, and we're so thankful, our church is, and I'm thankful as well uh, for what God has done for our church over the past 16 years. And uh, But we're also looking forward to what He is going to do in the next 16 years. I don't know about you, but I don't want to settle with what God has done. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm thankful for what God has done and uh, the things that God has done in the past, but that fuels my faith. I hope it does yours too, but that fuels my faith for what God is capable of doing and God is able to do in the future. And I always love going to this verse, but God is able. Just those three words, boy, that'll make a Baptist shout on Saturday. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, but not just that, above all that we can ask or think. And there are no boundaries, there are no borders, there are no limits to what God can do. And so we are excited about this weekend here at our church, and I hope you've got a great day planned tomorrow as well. Today we're going out on our summer saturation. It's the first Saturday of August, and uh, we've got one more month left to go for our summer saturation soul winning ministry, and God's been working through that. God's been using that. This week I had the opportunity to go up to Franklin Square, New York. And uh, I was up there with our dear, dear friend, uh, Levi, and Levi Andrews, Noah Andrews, and Jonathan Busme. And we did not have any time in the world to record, and we wanted to record an episode together while we were up there, but we, just, we, we, we couldn't do it. We didn't have time. And uh, Jonathan got up there on Monday, and I flew up on Tuesday, preached Tuesday night and then Wednesday night as well. And it was great. The services were great. The church was amazing. And uh, the people there were, were just wonderful people. Tuesday night and, and uh, well into Wednesday morning, we went downtown Times Square. Now, I do not advise you to go downtown Times Square at 2 o'clock in the morning. I just, I, now if you want to get close to God, well, then go ahead and do it. But I'm telling you, it was, it, it was a good experience and, uh, but it was rough. I'll tell you that right now. And, uh, just, they call it the city that never sleeps. And that's the truth. I don't think anybody sleeps around there. But, um, on Wednesday night, the folks at the church told us, they said, yeah, we, we wouldn't go Times Square at 2, 2 a.m., uh, two o'clock in the morning. And I was like, well, now you tell me, but 
but it was it was great. It was great. We had a great time together, great time of fellowship, and the Lord worked through that meeting, and I believe the church was helped, and the church was blessed, and it was such a blessing uh, to be with those people. Jonathan and uh, Noah and Levi, he already picked them up on Tuesday, and then they drove to pick me up at JFK. And I'm standing out there, and I, I go out, I, I get out the gate, and I, I, I get outside, and I'm standing on the sidewalk waiting for them to come pick me up. And they call me. They say, Joe, where you at? And I, I said, well, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. And I'd never been to JFK. I'd never even been to New York a day in my life. And so I was real confused. I was like a fish out of water. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what to do. And I was standing there on the sidewalk and there's this lady that worked there and I, I just had to do it. I had to embarrass myself. Folks aren't supposed to know that rednecks from Georgia are dumb. And we try to keep that a secret. We don't want folks knowing that. But I had to embarrass myself and go up to this lady and say, ma'am, where am I at? She said, well, you're in New York. I was like, well, I know that, but like where at? And she said, you're at JFK. I said, ma'am, where in JFK am I at? And she, oh, you're at Terminal 4. And so I had to tell them and they finally got there and picked me up. And uh, we had a good time. We missed the exit. We were supposed to get off on. Well, we got off on the wrong exit. Jonathan did. Jonathan was driving and uh, bless his heart and too much time up in Rockford. All those Yankees have gotten to him. He don't know how to drive anymore. But anyway, he and he got off on the wrong exit and uh we ended up at this like recreation, this park thing deal. And we drove up to the, to the front. What do you call that thing? That like security gate where that, this lady was. And I think that it happened before because all Jonathan said when he got to the gate was, I think I, and, and the lady said the exit's that way. So we finally got back on the interstate and uh, we had a great time together. The Lord blessed. And we're so very thankful for the opportunity. Thank you for uh, praying for us. And uh, several folks watched it on the internet. It's on Facebook. Facebook, uh, the Word for the Wilderness Facebook page. And while I'm saying that, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at a Word for the Wilderness. And also like us on Facebook and you can follow up with the things uh, that God is allowing us to do in different episodes and different quotes and just things like that. Keep up with what's going on here at A Word for the Wilderness. Also, we look forward here in the next several weeks uh, to be able to be back together. And uh, August 31st, we'll be flying back out to Santa Clara. We'll have our studio back and uh, we'll, we'll be back together, uh, the dynamic duo. And so thanks for listening over the summer. I know it probably has not been as exciting or as fun as, um, as the episodes where Jonathan and I are together, but thank you for listening. Listening. And also, I'd like to mention a couple people. Uh, Austin Strofe, that man, I'm telling you, he's a blessing. And he's been texting me, letting me know he listens to the podcast and how much of a blessing they are. And I appreciate you, Austin. I look forward to seeing you in the next couple of weeks. And also, Nate Sloan, and he texted me the other day, and I've, I've been thinking about him. And, and so I want to sh- give him a shout out as well. And so thank you for listening, Nate, and appreciate you guys. And uh, if you like it, if you, you know, thousands of on thousands of thousands of people listen to a word for the wilderness and so if you'd like a shout out you go ahead and text us there and uh, you let us know and i and i don't know the number off the top of my head but you can figure it out and uh, we ought to have a sign in here that says what our number is and email you can email us at a word for the wilderness at gmail.com that is a word the number four the wilderness at gmail.com and uh, we'd love to mention you on the podcast matthew chapter number eight in your bibles i was honored last week to have my 
friend Lil Ray Ray in the studio, and that was a blessing to hear his testimony and what God has brought him through and what God is doing in his life. We're continuing our series in the book of Matthew, and we'll be in Matthew chapter number 8 today. We'll read the first couple of verses and give to you the thought uh, for today. We're traveling with the Master in Matthew, and uh, I heard a preacher say one time, what real revival is, is just falling in love with Jesus all over again. And I'm hoping that as we study through the Gospels, and we're really taking our time because you don't want to rush with the Lord. I mean, somebody as important as the Son of God and the one who shed His blood for you and gave His life for you, I don't think we ought to rush that. And so I'm hoping that as we go through these Gospels and we look at the life of Christ, you will fall in love with Jesus all over again. Wednesday night, Jonathan preached an amazing message uh, from the book of Jonah where Jonah said, I will look again. And uh, he preached on this thought. He, he preached on, will you take another look at Jesus? And boy, beloved, that's what we ought to do in this day. Just take another glimpse. Just take another look at the Lord. And that's what we're doing uh, through these uh, series of messages, these lessons here from the Gospel of Matthew and Mark, Luke, John, so on and so forth. Matthew chapter number 8, verse number 1. When he was come down from the mountain, great multitude followed him. Now Jesus has just concluded his sermon on the mount, Matthew's chapter number 5, 6 and 7. Jesus preached that great sermon on the mount. Now he is descending off from that mountain. And in verse number 1, when he was come down from the mountain, what happened? Great multitudes followed him. And behold, verse number 2, behold there came a leper and worshiped him saying, "Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean." So Picture this, a multitude of people are thronging and flocking around the Lord. And then this man comes into the scene, and the Bible says there came a leper. Now, you and I both know what lepers are and who lepers are. And, of course, you and I both know as we study our Bible, especially in the Old Testament, that leprosy is a very vivid picture of sin in our life. And this leper comes to Jesus. And he uh, breaks through this crowd and he gets to Jesus and the Bible says he worships him. And he says, if you, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Verse number three, Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. Now I can see the people there saying, oh Lord Jesus, don't, don't, don't touch him. Don't get close to him. What's on him might get on you. Cause you know that leprosy was contagious there. And they said, Jesus, don't touch him because what's on him might get on you. But <laughs> what, what was on him didn't get on Jesus, but what was on Jesus got on the leper. Amen. Jesus put forth his hand and touched him saying, I will. Boy, that doesn't that make you feel good? I will. Amen. Jesus said, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Now, <clears throat> let me point a couple things out to you about this leper. Number one, I want you to see the approach of the leper. The approach of the leper. We see in verse number two that behold, uh, there came a leper. This leper approaches Jesus. Now, I want you to see how this leper approaches Jesus. This leper does not approach the Lord flippantly. He doesn't approach the Lord usurping his authority over him. This leper does not approach the Lord thinking that he's a hot shot and a big shot, that this Lord has to do whatever this leper beckons him to do. Notice what this leper does. This There came a leper and worshipped him. His approach, first of all, worshipped. 
worship. He worshiped him. Now this leper is still a leper. Jesus has not cleansed this leper. Jesus has not answered his prayer yet. Jesus has not solved his problem yet. Jesus has not cleansed him yet and performed a miracle in his life. Yet the leper still worshipped him. Let me ask you this. Even if Jesus has not answered that prayer in your life, are you still worshipping him? Are you still praising Him? Are you still giving Him the honor? Are you still giving Him the glory? And can I tell you, friends, whether Jesus answers our prayer or no, He is still worthy of every ounce and every bit of praise that we can offer unto Him. He is worthy of our worship. That word worship means, it literally means worth-ship. And what you do when you worship the Lord is you're telling Him how much He is worth to you. And that's what this leper is doing. No, he hasn't cleansed them yet. Yes, he still has leprosy, but the approach of this leper, he worships the Lord. He say, worshiped him saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Not only does he approach him with worship, but he approaches him with a great concern for his will to be done. He approaches him with a want and a desire for the will of the Lord to be done. And boy, that's what we need in our Christian life. That's what Jesus said when he was praying in the garden. Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. How concerned are you with God's will being done and being performed in your life? Now, you and I, we have plans, we have goals, we have ambitions, we have dreams. But really, at the end of the day, the best thing for your life and mine is for God's will to take place in our life. The approach of the leper. But number two, and last of all, I want you to see the attention of the Lord. I love this. Verse number three, and Jesus put forth his hand. Now let me just say this. I'm glad Jesus gave him some attention. I'm glad Jesus didn't just ignore him. I'm glad Jesus didn't just shove him off to the side. I'm glad Jesus did not just pass him by, but it is against the character of the Lord to drown out the cry of someone who is pleading for him. It is against his character to turn away a sinner. Jesus said in John chapter number 8, he said, whosoever will come unto me I will in no wise cast out, friend. And if you cry out to Jesus, he will incline his ear. He will stretch out his hand and he will do for you that which you cannot do for yourself. Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. His hand, he touched him. I love the hand of Jesus. It was the hand that formed, that scooped out the oceans. It was the hand that molded up the mountains. It was the man that carved out the creeks. And it was the hand that was pierced on an old rugged cross. And it was the hand that reached further down than I could reach up. His hand. Number two, his heart. He touched him saying, I will be thou clean. It was in Jesus' heart. It was Jesus' desire to cleanse this man. He had a heart of compassion toward this man and then his healing immediately. I like that word. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Jesus did what this leper needed him to do and he did it quickly. And I'm glad that the same Jesus that helped this leper is the same Jesus that is at your disposal and my disposal today. So whatever that need is, whatever that problem is, or maybe you know somebody that's lost, hey, just cry out to the Lord. Call out unto him. He will in no wise cast out. He won't turn you away, but rather he will turn you around and change your life. You love the Lord today. 
And I love him too. I love him because he first loved us. And I want to thank you for listening to another episode of A Word for the Wilderness. Tune in next week as we continue our study in Matthew chapter number 8. Thank you for listening to A Word for the Wilderness. Be sure to subscribe and tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook to stay up to date with what's happening at A Word for the Wilderness.